founder of Upgraded, trying to solve the, the kind of a, a sleazy kind of reselling kind of ticketing world where people might sell the same PDF ticket to 10 people and only the first person can use it. It's convenient that one way to solve that is using blockchain technology, which I like. He's not someone just breathing the hype for the currency's sake and making money, but it actually helps him solve this natural problem he was trying to solve. They raised some money early on at a 4% interest rate at about 20% discount, $7 million cap. It was convertible note. Maybe he ICOs, maybe he doesn't, we'll see. This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Many of you listening right now don't have time to listen to every B2B SaaS CEO that I've interviewed. If you want to get access to the database I've created with year-over-year growth rates, customer accounts, margins, and many, many other data metrics and data points, you can go to getlatka.com. Here's the thing, though. This that database... I keep it to myself, it's so freaking valuable. And to preserve the quality of the data and make sure that the people that have access to it have a true advantage, I'm only letting 10 companies on each month. So we're full this month, but you can go to getlatka.com to get on the waiting list for next month. And look, there's big people on the waiting list. I mean, the biggest VCs you've ever heard of. You've probably heard of them. They're big, private equity, billions and billions under management. So it's an impressive waiting list. Go get on now at getlatka.com. This is episode 793. Coming up tomorrow morning, Evan Liang joins us. His SaaS company, Lean Data Inc., has passed $7.5 million in annual recurring revenue and $18 million raised. And he acquired his early customers using pizza. Hello, everybody. My guest today is Sandy Count. He is the CEO of Upgraded, a platform for tickets using blockchain technologies. Previously, he was the CTO at InStadium, a sports venue ad network, and senior director at Turner Broadcasting, along with CEO of LearnSoft, video-based learning for mobile devices. He was also COO at Teen Social Network, Pisco, uh, Pixo, sorry, and director at Microsoft. Sandy, are you ready to take us to the top? I am. I'm looking forward to this. Blockchain, yes. blockchain, blockchain. It's all the hype, huh? So tell us what Upgraded does and how do you generate revenue? What's the strategy? Sure. So the basic idea, so it's, first, it's good to understand the problem. We're not a solution looking for a problem. We're a problem that has a solution with it. And for us, the problem is event tickets. We've all been to our favorite concerts, or our favorite sports events. And the problem right now is that a lot of these tickets are fake. A lot of them, what happens is you get that PDF or someone who's a little mischievous takes the PDF and sells it about 10 times on Craigslist. So you buy that ticket on Craigslist and you get to the stadium or you get to the show and you find out that it's a fake ticket. And the problem is that there's no singularity of a PDF ticket. That ticket can be created five times, 100 times, 1,000 times, it's almost like an MP3. And what we realized was, hey, you know what? The blockchain has this double spend problem all solved by using the ledger the same way that you can't recreate the Bitcoin, because God, if you could re recreate a Bitcoin, that'd be a really profitable business. Yep. But the cryptographies work so well that you can only have one Bitcoin. And when I give you the Bitcoin, I can no longer give my wife the Bitcoin. Well, the same thing goes now, where if I have a ticket to Coldplay and I give it to you, Nathan is now the owner of the, of the Coldplay ticket, and I can no longer give it to somebody else. And that mm -hmm. singularity is the foundation of what we're trying to do with, up, uh, with Upgraded. And what our plan is from a strategy of making money is there's a tokenization aspect, which says that 
just to convert the ticket from a barcode or a PDF into a blockchain ticket. That's part of the revenue model, but there's an additional revenue model, both around the idea that once you get the trust model, well, suddenly a Craigslist trusted transaction can happen. And what you still need in that tra Craigslist transaction is somebody to broker the deal, to almost act as escrow when you're doing peer-to-peer. -peer. So we do want to offer an alternative to people going to StubHub or anything like that. We get why you'd go to StubHub, but if you just want to sell it locally, we can offer that. So it's escrow services. And the final piece is the data. And ultimately, the data is really exciting to understand who's going to what shows, not only who's buying the ticket, but when I buy two tickets for you and I to go to Coldplay and I give you the ticket, it's important that Coldplay knows that you're at the game, or maybe more importantly, the San Francisco Giants or any of these people that want to know, well, how many how many games is Nathan coming to and how many is Sandy coming to? Mm -hmm. Oh, this is Sandy's first game, but Nathan's been to 10 games. He's a big Giants fan. Let's sell him a Buster Posey t-shirt. So, Sandy, are you, are you pre-revenue to date? We've done a little bit of revenue. How We've much? Done small engagements on the order of tens of thousands. Okay, so so we'll call it less than 50000 in revenue. Correct. Okay, Correct. and when did you launch the company? We launched uh, officially the product hit alpha. So we I started the company in last March. So it's about 15 months ago. We had our alpha product in August. We worked with the Major League Baseball team. We did our first revenue at the beginning of this year. And who's we? And and we've been, oh, uh, it's myself and I have a co-founder and two employees. Okay, so and four people total. Yes. And did you get cap take four? Uh, four full-time and then we have an offshore dev team that aren't, that are full-time, but they're not employees. Okay, and, and did you guys, you and your co-founder, just split equity 50-50 down the middle, or, or if not, how was yeah. that conversation? No, I, I brought the co-founder in a little bit later, so I'd say he came in. He was actually an advisor at the very beginning. He's so you, you have way more than 50. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, okay, good. So you're, you're kind of controlling interest, way more than 50. Um, how are you, you know, you, you don't, I mean, you're still kind of basically pre-revenue. I mean, how are you paying kind of employees and stuff? Did you kind of invest your own money into this? And if so, where'd yeah. you get that money? So the first, the first bit of money was my own. It was straight out of savings. At the beginning of this year, as we were kind of shifting over to revenue and we, need, we really needed to beef up resources, I did take some angel investing on a convertible note. How much? So uh, 300000 Okay, on a convertible note. And typical, like, 20% discount, 8% interest kind of thing? Yes. Okay. Uh, well, a little lower on the interest, but yeah. Okay, uh, 20%, six? Uh, four, actually. Four, oh, wow. 4% interest. How'd you negotiate that? Uh investors that were really excited about the business basically <laughs> okay four percent interest 20 percent discount what was the cap uh seven seven okay so seven million cap okay good stuff okay so uh let's let's kind of transition to the kind of crypto world for a second so mm -hmm. i understand the utility of why you're doing this you're preventing the problem of you know the person who's selling these barcodes the pdf version to 10 people and, and not only working for the first one that uses it right and then the other nine right. people it doesn't work for it makes perfect sense to me makes perfect sense why you want to do it on crypto on a blockchain because of the single nature use um did you right. do a token issuance or an ico or anything we have not. It's something that we're talking about. We're kind of seeing the momentum around it. It's and we're crazy. Kind of like, hey, wait a minute. Are we missing something here? It, it, it's native to us now. Part of the difference is, is that what we're doing is tickets. So, right, the ticket, the um, each of these tokens actually represents something that we're not selling, but we're actually converting for somebody else. So it's not as natural fit as some of the other ICOs that I've seen out there, but it makes as much sense as anything else. So. We're investigating it, but you know we want to make sure that we look before we leap. And I'm, I'm 
paying close attention to everybody else who's doing it right now. Yeah, I mean, it, it's fascinating. I had the Live Blood guys on, uh, who they had the third most successful, or sorry, they were the, they raised like five million the fastest, basically. And I asked them questions like, "Well, how do you decide how many to issue?" I mean, they basically ended up selling four hundred sixty-two thousand thousand ether at an eleven dollar price point back in September last year. So just before you were really thinking about going, and they raised the five million bucks. And I said, "Well, how do you pay your employees?" They said, "Well, we immediately liquidated eighty percent." of it right so they right. basically took 44 million bucks into their bbnt account and like that's how they pay people it's literally i'm thinking of it like from a rational perspective it's literally money out of thin air i mean it is literally money out of thin air and i just one i'm very interested to see legally what happens yeah. right because yeah. think about it they 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 liquidated 80 percent at an 11 dollar ether price point if they had waited to today to do that they would have basically almost took 60 million dollars 60 million dollars into their bank I mean, that's like real money. And it just blows my mind how that happens and how that's working. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so what are you, yeah, give me your feedback on that. Yeah. You know, and, and the interesting thing is, is that there's uh, you know, there's it, it, a conflation of what's going on in cryptocurrencies right now with our business. That's both valuable as well as a little misleading, but like right now, cryptocurrencies, as they relate to uh, the currency valuation, the fact that to your point, yeah, it's been like 15 X or, you know, the 4 million that becomes a 60 million. And what's interesting for us is that what I always say is I'm a technologist, and to me, it's more about the technology than the currency aspect. While I re respect and appreciate, and I do own some Bitcoin simply because I recognize that there's a value in that currency, but from our perspective, the fact that the technology that applies to support what's going on in the ICO is the same one that makes a lot of sense in the ticketing world. That's the part that excites me more than the utility of the currency, which still may end up being applicable. And because we have a deep domain expertise in it, may give us more reason to kind of go out and try to exploit it but it's less relevant to us than it is to some of these other people who are doing it right now yeah i mean what's interesting like if i was going to try and make money off crypto i would do exactly what you are doing i would find a utility based way where the fundamental technology actually solves a real world problem launch that company get it going get pilots with you know the mlb right. going and then like if i was you i don't know how i would resist i just don't know how to resist i would go Wow. I mean, if this is so hot, I could go do a $100 million ICO where I'm selling X amount of Ether. I immediately liquidate 30, 40, maybe 10% of it, which puts 10, 20 million bucks in your bank. Non-dilutive, right? right? Non-dilutive. Like, how do you resist that? I, you know, and it's getting harder and harder every time I see another success story. And I remember I was thinking about when Napster came out and I was used to think like, no, I'm not going to do it. No, I'm not going to do it. And after a while, it's like, how can you not do it? Everybody's doing it and it's the right thing and it makes sense. And I bought all these bands out and I just want their live tracks. And I'm starting to get to that point. I'm not going to lie. And I think you mentioned something earlier that's really important. And I, I was actually talking to somebody about this exact thing two days ago where I said, this is right. But the regulators are out there, and they have to be looking at this as well. And I don't know if there's a small window before that. It's like, do it before they get exactly. there. Exactly. That's kind of what – and on the other hand, it's like, all right, and what's the repercussions of doing it beforehand? Are they going to come at me after, and did I just complicate the business? So I, I almost – I don't want to get analysis paralysis, but at the same time, I want to make sure it's like – this is what's right for business. It isn't going to distract us. And the capital that we could raise off an ICO 
oh god what i could do with that capital when yeah i mean when you i mean you see the books behind me i love studying history you look at these historical figures that became very very wealthy rockefeller for example he had to take advantage of his price leverage before roosevelt and truman came in and regulated and split up standard oil right like he had to do that that's how he got so rich and so what's interesting is you look at moments like this in history and you go there are going to be people that make a a a shit ton of money on this and it's going to be how they handle how regulators handle it after the fact that it determines how wealthy they stay but this is how people make a lot of money um and so it's interesting yeah Yeah, absolutely Absolutely. very interesting well we should i would love to kind of stay in touch with you have you on again as you think and you can kind of keep thinking about it what advice are you getting right now from like your your attorneys about this you know, I haven't talked to my attorneys explicitly about it. In fact, they're almost asking me a little bit. The, the most fascinating thing about this is that this is such new territory right now that there are times when I get as many questions as I can ask, because it's almost like, hey, we know the law, but you know blockchain, and there isn't much territory around it. And if you think about it, and this goes to your point, you know, just about like standard oil and everything, it's like when there isn't much precedent, you know, law is based on precedent. And when there is no precedent for something, it's, you know, anything can happen. It kind of makes me think even about internet tax, right? For how long did like Amazon not charge sales yep. tax? Now they have to, but it's like they they're can already away. ahead. Yeah, exactly. Like it's you like, could, you I, could I, do an ICO, raise a hundred million dollars, liquidate 50 million of it, spend that money on marketing and get more users for upgraded. And which gives you a market dominant position where then it doesn't matter if the regulators come back after you because you already have the network effects and the economic leverage. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And that's what we have to be that's what we want to be. And it's, it's partly our lawyers. It's partly our, okay, how does this structure the business or whatever? What happens after that? Is it, what do I need to call my accountants as much as I need to call my lawyers at this point? It's kind of Are crazy. you married? Fun. I am. What does your wife think about this? When she sees and goes, Sandy, can't you make like 20 million bucks real quick? Like, <laughs> do you argue over dinner? Um, you know, the funny thing is, is that I'll say two things about that. One, there was some acquisition interest to us at some point, and we turned it down. It would have been nice, and it would put money in our pocket. How much? Shoulder. I, I can't say that. Cause more than $10 million? What's that? More than $10 it, million? It seven, no, it's seven figures. Okay, so. seven figures. Under uh, $10 million, but seven figures. Money in my pocket just as a majority owner. And meanwhile, as opposed to living the entrepreneur's life, and you know what the entrepreneur's life's like. And I'm like, okay, here's how much money we're turning down. And, you know, she got it. And she's like, I know who I married. It's a little <laughs> bit that. And I'm a technologist and I love creating product and that's still the ultimate. So I've never really done this for the money per se. The money in the ICO as it relates to what it can do for me to create upgraded and change ticketing. That excites me more than anything I do with the next dollar. You know, yep. at the end of the day, you know, I, I've got everything I need. I've got a wife. I've got two kids. They're awesome. My life is awesome. I just want to cre- keep creating upgraded until it needs to kind of move into another form. And that's the time when I decide to sell, but yeah. it, was, it was too early at this point. What was the, was the potential acquirer someone who you knew what they would do with it immediately was do an ICO and extract a bunch of profits from it? No, we, we hadn't even talked about it. In fact, this was, this was a few months ago and I, the hype is, which is kind of reaching sort of a feverish pitch right now. Or I maybe like flattening, you could argue. What's that? Or maybe flattening based off the current prices. No, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's sort of the Pokemon Go of this summer, right? It's almost like it goes straight up and then it kind of comes down really quick. That like, yep. uh, whatever, that really compressed hype cycle. Um, but yeah, so at that point, it was more about, it's still about the utility. And I think you described it earlier. It's like, find a problem, solve it with the utility, and then almost inherit what's going on right now with the technology on the currency side to create the money, create the capital and create a business off of the capital. And that's, that's, 
what I'm thinking right now, but again, I'd say I'm very early in my thinking in terms of pulling the trigger right now. And I almost would love to talk to somebody else who's done it for them to tell me like, hey, here's what we would have done differently. Or that's what I'm looking for in the articles of people who've done it is basically like, hey, we did it. It's the smartest thing we did. Or, oh, shoot, like every all hell broke loose afterwards. For yeah. Something. Well, it's interesting. I mean, I had like you think that this is very safe and it's easy and it's good to do. But I mean, I've had folks come on that have said, like, look, we so said we were going to sell this amount and only like 10 people got in the ICO at the price, which I'm like, this isn't decentralized. This is just like when when Snapchat IPOs and only Goldman Sachs clients can buy it pre pre like it's the same damn thing or even worse. You have like Christoph I had on in episode 781, who's now building Slock.it, but he told me about how hackers and thieves basically exploited a bug in his DAO, his DAO. I'm sure you read about this, and and they basically took a huge chunk of the the thing. It was legal, it wasn't ethical, but it was legal right. because it's irregulated. Right, right. So there's still a lot of risk. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Guys, big news. Last month was a huge month for the company I recently acquired, which was www.thetopinbox.com. I liked the company so much when I met the person who created it. It lets you send emails later on Gmail, set up reminders like snooze almost to keep your inbox clean, do things like send auto follow-ups and do open tracking so you know when your emails get opened. It's great if you're in sales or CEO or trying to be more productive. So listen, I bought the whole company on the spot and I want to tell you how I did it. I've showed the deal, by the way, to big, smart people, private equity firms, VCs, and they're dumbfounded. They go, Nathan, how did you do this? We've never seen a deal like this. How did you do this? So I did an unbelievable deal, and I want to show you the income report. So for me to send you the income report, go to www.thetopinbox.com, click the red button that says install this on Gmail, and when you do that, my email will appear. It'll appear in a little uh, Gmail pop-up window. Send me an email and I'll reply immediately with the income report. And you can see how I'm buying and growing small B2B SaaS companies. That's www.thetopinbox.com. Totally free to try and use. www.thetopinbox.com. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, my favorite business book would probably have to be... Uh, it's either The World is Flat or Woz, uh, I Was, which is Steve Wozniak's autobiography. Number, two, number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Uh, Reed Hastings and Mark Zuckerberg, hands down, two guys that I worship and admire. Number three, is there a favorite online tool you have, like HostGator? Um, OneNote. I love OneNote. It keeps all my devices synced with all my ideas and all my sketches. Number four, how many hours of sleep did you get, did you get last night? Uh, went to bed at 1.30, woke up at 6, so four and a half. Okay, four and a half, not bad. And what's your situation? Married, single, you have kids? Uh, married, two kids, uh, 11, and just turned nine yesterday. That's amazing. Do you include them in, like, the conversations with your wife over do you take the acquisition or not, or no? No. Yeah. Uh, we, it would have affected us a little bit on how we would have spent this summer because it was an international thing, and that would have affected a little bit of our life. But otherwise... I do let them know what I do. I do promote entrepreneurship to them. I'm teaching them how to code. They both write code. So will you make them go to college? Make them's probably strong. I went to college and grad school and business school, so I have eight years of post-secondary learning. So and my wife has six herself. So, but with that said, um, if unless it's to the right place. I'd rather they not go, but yeah. if it's the right place and they build the networks and they kind of test themselves against the best. My wife went to Stanford. I went to Cornell. 
I went to Wharton. I feel like we each of us tested ourselves against those places. I'd love for them to do that. But if not that, I trust that they can kick some butt at 18. <laughs> and Sandy, how old are you? I am 45. All right, last question. Take us back 25 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Um, the secret of life is doing what you do for free and getting someone to pay for it. At the end of the day, have creativity, have autonomy, and the rest just builds itself in life. There you guys have it from Sandy, again, founder of Upgraded, trying to solve the, the kind of a, a sleazy kind of reselling kind of ticketing world where people might sell the same PDF ticket to 10 people and only the first person can use it. It's convenient that one way to solve that is using blockchain technology, which I like. He's not someone just breathing the hype for the currency's sake and making money, but it actually helps him solve this natural problem he was trying to solve. They raised some money early on at a 4% interest rate at about 20 percent discount seven million dollar cap it was convertible note maybe he ico's maybe he doesn't we'll see but sandy thank you for taking us to the top thank you i really appreciate the time if you enjoyed sandy today go back and listen to c lee smith yesterday his company passed seven million dollars in annual occurring revenue using ice cream to get customers talk about an acquisition strategy